0: This is the Secrets We Share podcast, a show about the ins and outs, the ups and downs, and the left and rights of mental health care in Australia. Here's your host, Francis Carlton.
1: Welcome to Secrets We Share, brought to you by the Secret Keeper Counselling, where we talk all things mental health with clients and clinicians. There may be tears triggers, laughter, some learning and profanity. You've been warned. Now make yourself a cuppa, sit back and relax as I talk with SJ from Bungendore, which is in country New South Wales, and she's going to share some secrets with us today. Welcome SJ. Hiya. Hello. So
0: can you tell me a little bit about yourself in three words? I'm 42, I'm a mum and I'm from England. Originally. <laughs> Originally.
1: How long have you been in Australia? Four years. Four years. Mm. Are you enjoying it? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Apart yeah. from the cold.
1: Yeah, so we do get cold in Australia, don't we?
0: Bloody cold in Canberra. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Too cold for my liking. Yeah. Didn't move to the coldest part of Australia for this reason. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why did you move to the to, to Australia? My husband's work. Husband's work. Yeah. Okay. Husband's work. Now, what
1: was it that you wanted to talk to me about today? What, what 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 secret did you want to share? I've
0: recently been diagnosed with bipolar 2. Bipolar 2. Can you explain what that means a little bit? Well, um, I've, I'm still a little bit unclear myself, but I know I get massive lows and not too many highs and um, lots of... Well, I suppose depression it comes sort of in way round, should I say? Every few months, I get a really low point, and it would affect my relationship and my day to day life. Mm. So, what sort of effects was it having, or is having, on your on your day to day life? It was because I'm on great medication now. Um, it was making I was very negative, and uh, I'd be very short fuse, my kids would suffer, my husband would suffer. He didn't know whether he was coming or going. I didn't know whether I was coming or going. And I just hated life, had no mm. enjoyment. And I just couldn't work mm. out why I had no enjoyment. Because mm. I love it here. I mm. got a lovely family. I got a lo- lovely husband who supports me one hundred percent. Got a lovely home. We're in Australia. Why should I be unhappy? Mm. Couldn't work it out. Couldn't work it out. Couldn't work it out.
1: So, how did you go about discovering
0: what was going on for you, so that you did work it out? Um, I had quite a bad experience with a job recently that I took the balls to get out of mm. because I was over the past year being spoken to in a really derogatory manner, and I start and it started to really affect my self confidence and. Uh, In the long run, it really, really knocked me for six. And it was starting to affect my everyday life. And with these depressive episodes I was getting, it wasn't helping. Mm. And then after I gave up my job, my confidence went to an all-time low, where I was getting to the point where I didn't want to leave the house. And I've never got to that stage. Mm. And and then it got to the point one day I, I just thought, I don't want to get up. Mm. i didn't I don't sleep very well I've never slept very well, but it turns out mm. this is bipolar apparently God. um I just didn't want to do anything and then it got i don't know what's triggered it but i one morning I just thought I don't want to wake up mm. I don't mm. want to get up and I don't want to wake up i'm I'm dreading the next day it was that bad mm and I thought I'm going to get myself to the doctor because I know this is not right. Mm. Um, and that's that's where I said went in. And I said I uh, my mental health's really not good, but he was very quick to prescribe antidepressants, right? Which made me completely manic. Wow! Within a week, right? And another side effect was it made me sweat. <laughs> right. So you, you were manic
1: running around, not crazy. sleeping. Crazy. Yeah. And sweating. Really sweating,
0: <laughs> which isn't pleasant. No. And um, I'd be, like, wanting to clean the house at half-eleven at night and um, bouncing off the walls almost. Mm. So I went back because he said to me, come back after a month because your medication should take effect. And he he said to me, I've never seen it affect someone this quickly and this extreme. He said, have you ever thought you might be bipolar? I was like, no, because that's like mania, isn't it? And he went, well, you are a bit manic. Yeah, but that's like crazy people, Mm. you know, talking Mm. to themselves. And and I thought, hang on a minute, I remember it like that. Maybe, I don't know. But I was one extreme to the other but yeah. really quickly. Mm. And um, he decided to take, well, as well as take put me on medication, he recommended I go and seek psychotherapy.
1: Yeah, a
0: psychotherapy. Well, well a psychologist. psychologist? Okay, a yeah. psychologist. Yeah, yep. psychologist, counsellor, you know, yep. to which I did. I got a mental health plan. Um, started having sessions. And she said to me, I think, bipolar could be right, but we need you to see a psychiatrist mm. to get that diagnosis. Yeah. And we also need to sort out your medication mm. because this isn't right. Mm. Um, they sent me to see a psychiatrist. And in the meantime, waiting for that psychiatrist appointment, I'm sorry, um, I had to see a mental health practitioner who can prescribe drugs. And um, she's the one that actually made me the psychiatrist appointment. Mm. And the first time she met me, I told her about the side effects I was having because I was, I'd also been given another option of another drug if I wasn't happy mm. with that first one. Mm. So she suggested, okay, try that. Um, but this will also help you sleep. So I tried that. Mm. And it was like um, knocking me right out. Okay. So, so it
1: went from that real extreme hyper yeah. hyperactivity to going back to that not not wanting to get up sort of well
0: feeling. not not me out at night. Okay, I was like it like I was completely drugged at night. Okay, but I was really angry and really aggressive with it, and, and even my husband said. Jesus Christ, what the fuck's going on? You're horrible. You know, whatever those fucking pills are doing, get, get rid of them. And I said, I can't stop taking these pills straight away. You have to stop, you know. Slowly. Slowly. slowly enough, yeah. To the point where we were shouting and screaming at each other and I felt as bad as I did to begin with. It wasn't helping my mood. It was making me really aggressive, really angry, really down again. Mm. The only good thing was it was making me sleep at night. Mm. It got so bad that one weekend he went off with the kids and I took myself to A&E because I was so agitated. I, th- I just didn't know what to do with myself. Mm. Um, I rang the um, the helpline that they give you. Lifeline? Yeah. Yep. And he said, get yourself to the hospital. Mm. Um. I didn't find that very
1: helpful. Mm. So Lifeline is the equivalent of the Samaritans yeah. in the UK.
0: Yeah. But I was at that all-time low where I was getting to that point where I didn't want to wake up again. Mm. So I already had that appointment scheduled for the psychiatrist, but it was a couple of weeks away. And I'm like stuck in the middle. What do I do? I can't come off these drugs straight off. Mm. They'd already cut me down to half. And then I saw a um, member of the psych team whilst in A&E, and um, they gave me Valium to calm me down. Right. How did um, they go? That knocked me out. Knocked you out. Yeah. Luckily, I took it when I got home, not before I drove the car home. Mm. Um. I mean, my I told my husband when he got back, even though we were on really good speaking terms, and he said, what the hell are people telling you to drive to hospital when you're in that big state? What if you'd hit another family in a car? Mm. And I was that bad at that point, I wouldn't have cared. Mm. Not about the other family, but about myself.
1: Yeah. So... So at that point, were you having suicidal thoughts? Yeah.
0: And so you you had thought about... Not ending it, but I didn't want to wake up, mm. if, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And I just thought, my children would be better off without me. You know, I'd be better off not here, mm. not helping anyone.
1: Mm.
0: So... So you went and saw the psychiatrist. What what how did that go for you? Straight off, she said you got bipolar. Right. Bipolar two. I said, what's the difference? She says, bipolar one's harder to treat. <laughs> and it's more, more extreme in the moods. Yeah, okay. Um, and get you on the right medication. Need a, like a mood stabilizer. Mm. So I'm trying I've tried this new medication. And the other thing I didn't like about the antidepressants is they make you fat. Okay. <laughs> they yeah. make me want to eat. Yeah, okay. So I didn't like that. That was a bad side effect. Yes. For my liking. Yes. Because I've lost twenty-five kilos in the last couple of years. I've worked with my ass off to get rid of that and I'm not putting it back on. Yeah. And plus as a husband says that's half of women's problem is their weight. They're not happy about their weight. Yes. Why well, put them on a de- antidepressant that's going to make them gain weight? <laughs> you know... It's it, that's actually not an uncommon
1: piece of feedback that I get about people on from people on antidepressants. Yeah, is that it suppresses it suppresses their sex drive quite often. Oh yeah, I know and, libido as well, and that didn't go down well. No, and increases their desire to eat, eat, which of course, if you're feeling fat and ugly, you're probably not wanting to have sex anyway. But
0: that's already suppressed as well. So yeah, yeah, so not it wasn't working for you. No. Yeah. Had the complete opposite effect. But yeah. I'm on these other drugs now, which are antipsychotics. And then like, I came away from that appointment thinking, oh my god, I really am a fruit loop, aren't I? Um, I can remember messaging my friend saying, I've got a diagnosis, I'm bipolar too. That means I'm a proper fruit cake now, doesn't it? And he actually said, No, you now know what you're dealing with. But see if you can get a parking for the disabled sticker. <laughs> While you're at it, you know, <laughs> there's got to be some, has got to be some advantage. Yeah. <laughs> Was this a friend
1: in the UK or here? No, he's here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um,
0: did you it, get did you get a parking for the disabled sticker? I haven't sticker? looked into it yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but coming home, I I had a long chat with hubby and told him all this, and now he completely gets it. He really struggled. Mm. Um and I sort of have got my head round it a bit better now. Mm. But I'm not just a miserable cow. Because mm. I was starting to think I'm just a miserable, miserable bitch. Mm. There was something going on. Yeah. yeah. There really was something at yeah. the root at the root of it. I really it. am a fruit cake.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Fruitcake's the best. <laughs> yeah. So
0: yeah. So we're
1: we're getting there now. So how long ago was how long ago was that first psychiatrist's appointment? July. So not long ago. Yeah, not long ago at all. Yeah. So when you when you look back at your sort of history of your mental health, when when do you think
0: this all started? Um I think I've had a history of I've had a history of depression on and off since my, I think, early twenties. Mm. Um I had a serious car accident. When I was 26, and that set off like a PTSD thing, because mm. that again I had a, a near death experience, and that sort of made me reevaluate everything. And I couldn't quite get my head around it, and I had to have mm. a year of counselling. Okay. Um, so you did have counselling for that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was through my mum, who worked for the NHS, and because it affected her, I managed to get a year of counselling. Um on the NHS. Yeah. So I think that's when it started. Mm. So mm. and um I've always had issues with um premenstrual tension. Okay. Where I was put on um, Prozac. Right. For it. I'd have to take Prozac every uh, two weeks out of every month. Because my right. mood swings were so bad. Okay, but in uh, hindsight, it could have been something
1: else going on. Yeah, it makes sense now. Yeah, yeah. So you also mentioned you have children. Yeah. Was there any um, impact to your health when you had when you had your children when you yeah. were going through and after pregnancy?
0: Yeah. During my first pregnancy, I suffered with depression because I had terrible um, morning sickness, from morning, noon, and night, okay. all the way through, and I was such an active healthy person and then I fell pregnant and I had to stop all that and I couldn't mm. get my head around it. Mm. So I got depressed. So I had to go on to antidepressants through my pregnancy. Mm. Then I got postnatal depression because I thought, oh, I'll have the baby and I'll go back to normal life. No, I was wrong there. That doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> what did life look like after after you had your first child, which was... <sighs> which was... Nearly seven years ago. Yeah. Um... Well, I used to look after horses and it was my business. Um, Let's just say I had a baby on the Thursday and I was back home mucking out on the Sunday. Um, I kept that up for nine months. I just thought I can't do it Mm. because there's little babies with me all the time. I mean, I loved having the baby. She was great. She was no hassle. Mm. But life had to change big time and I couldn't get my head Mm. around that. And um, it stressed me. And then I got... Postnatal depression. Okay. Nine months after you'd had the child. Oh, I think probably about four or five months in. Okay. Um, but uh, nine months—that's when I say I stopped working, mm. became a stay, stay-at-home mum. Okay. Okay. And then I had—I can remember—I had another episode of feeling like I was shit. I think she was about eighteen months. Mm. I remember saying to hubby, I think you'd be better off without me. Now it's all making sense. Mm.
1: Yeah. So there's been, you know, even from your early 20s, there's been these ups and downs, Mm. ups and downs, ups and downs, cyclical. Yeah. But there's just been nobody to sort of go, what's really going on for you here? I think sometimes they're too quick
0: to give you antidepressants. Mm.
1: They're too Mm. quick.
0: They don't go into the why mm. you're feeling like it, mm. which I think this is what happened here. He was really quick to give me some heavy duty antidepressant.
1: Mm. And yeah. it really didn't work for you. It had quite the opposite effect, actually. Well, I had
0: the elated effect, but it was too much. Yeah.
1: yeah. Wow. Wow. So now that you have your diagnosis and you're owning fruitcake. Yeah. <laughs> It's okay. You put some marzipan on that, yeah. and some icing, and you've got a Christmas yeah. cake. It's it's awesome. Um, when you when you sort of when you were going through these cycles when you when you were younger and before you had your diagnosis, what would you do to deal with
0: these lows that you would get? I'd sort of hide it. If I was going meant to go out with friends, I wouldn't go. Mm. Or I had my horses, and I just. Keep myself with my horses, go off and do my own thing with the horses, All right, so you'd isolate yourself, yeah, yeah, and I was yeah. quite happy in my own company, yeah, yeah, until until it passed, yeah, okay, did we, that work for you though? yeah, I think it did because it's been I'm like forty two now, so it's taken a while for this to come to, whereas now I don't have any me time, so I don't get that escape, right, which is why I think it's so big. These, right. these lows have become so big because I don't have my escapism anymore. Okay. Okay. So what do you do?
1: What are you making? Because you obviously you've got two two mm-hmm. children now and a husband. Yeah. You don't have the me time. No. What do you do that's just for you? Mm. Mm.
0: Not a lot. Mm. Do you have anything to do with horses? No. I no. tried. Tried a year ago. Yeah. Got a horse again. Just couldn't do it, didn't have the time. Okay. So. Okay. What about walking the dogs? You've got two, oh, yeah. two wonderful dogs. One of them yeah. is sleeping <laughs> yeah. Sleeping next to you quite it, peacefully. Um, I like to walk the dogs when I can, but they often go out running with my husband. Okay. So they don't want to go. Well, they don't feel like going again. As you mm. can see, he's really hyper. Yeah, <laughs> next to So, just just uh, j- just for just for
1: listeners, um, um, Sj has got two dogs. One is a uh, border terrier cross, who's sort of quite a small dog, and then there's Frodo, who is a massive, or probably a cross <laughs> mastiff and something, probably yeah, a horse, 40, forty kilo, forty kilo puppy, um, who is curled up on a bed that's not. Much smaller than um, than a single bed, <laughs> and is taking up the whole bed, and it's fast asleep. is fast asleep, and I anticipate at some point is going to start snoring, <laughs> um, which would be quite fun, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So he goes running with your husband. Yeah, because
0: my husband's an avid fitness freak. Mm. You know, he does marathons and things. So the dogs do all the training with him. But on my days off, I will walk them. Yeah. I've started doing um, the odd art class, which I love.
1: Yeah, okay. So painting, drawing, that sort of stuff. Yeah, nice.
0: Um, I've started doing a couple of sessions of spinning class a week. And um, I guess when the weather warms up, I'll maybe do a little bit of running. Mm. I've got to do me time, more of it. Mm. I know I can't wait for my youngest to start school next year or preschool yeah. next year. Yeah. So you'll still stay at home, mum? No, at the I mum. still no? go to work twice a week. Okay. So, what do what do you do for work? I'm um, a trainee vet nurse at the moment. Okay. So I'm studying as well. Yeah,
1: but I don't get much time to do that. Okay, so that must be quite tough mm. as well. and Puts a bit of pressure and yeah. stress on you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what what made you what made you want to be a vet
0: nurse? Getting back to the, that original horrible job, they sort of pushed me into it. I've always thought, oh, I wouldn't mind doing it, but I didn't think about do it you know, how in depth it would be. I should have waited until the kids were older, I mm. think, because it's uh, all online and it's quite in depth. Mm. So, and uh, there's right answers to everything. Yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> find the work academically challenging. But yeah. I, lo- I love it because it interests me, but mm. um, it's the time. Mm. You're supposed to do like thirteen hours a week. I'm lucky if I get one hour a week.
1: Right. Wow. So, so you're really having to cram some time in. Yeah. 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 So. Okay. Cool. Okay. What? Um, what? If any strategies have you tried over the years that just really haven't worked for you? Have you ever been a drinker or a no. social, social drug taker? No.
0: No, no,
1: nothing really. So you never really went down the path of trying to self-medicate? No. Which in some, some ways, considering how long this has been going on, is quite remarkable.
0: Yeah.
1: I yeah, just sort of get on with it. Yeah. yeah. And there has been times, um, I understand, that you've sort of really, you know, had those times where you haven't wanted to get out of bed. Have you always managed to get yourself up? You have to when you've got kids. Right, okay. Tell me a bit more about how, how having a family has, has, has changed the way you deal with these depressive episodes
0: that you have. Uh, you just have to get on with life, especially when you've got quite a demanding toddler. Mm. I think sometimes he had a lot to do with it because he was hard work. Mm. He's, he, I mean, he's got his own issues which we're we'll getting to the bottom with, of now. But um, uh, when he was going through his hard periods, it really took its toll on me. Mm. And those are when, like, when this happened was, my all-time low was the last school holiday. It's not the one that's just gone, the one before, mm. because I didn't get a break mm. from the two of them. Um, it's full on. Mm. And I definitely think you have to have your time out. Mm. And being here... Without fam- family or, I suppose, close friends, mm. it's it's hard. Mm. It's really hard. So your family
1: are, yours and your husband's families are back in the UK? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Right.
0: My mum comes over two times, three times a year, but this time she's not coming back till after Christmas and she left just after Christmas. That'll be a year. Mm. And it's usually... By the time she comes, I'm ready for her to come because mm. I'm like I've had enough, you know. Yeah. And I, that sounds horrible.
1: Yeah.
0: But it's hard. We don't get any time out, mm. the pair of us. But I mean, saying that we have got a lovely friend up the road, and we take it in turns to babysit for each other. Okay. Like she's got my son at the moment. Yeah. Um, and like her husband's away at the moment, so we'll have her kids, so she can do some exercise. Yeah. You know. So it. it that's. A great relief. Yeah, so we can stop. We can have like a date night or go out for lunch or something every now and again.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. hard. Yeah, and of course, you know, we, we we are increasingly finding that people are moving across country and they're moving to places away from family, and having to, you know, go it alone. Yeah. So
0: I didn't anticipate it would be this hard. Right. Okay. I did yeah. not. I'm moving here with a six-week-old baby was tough. Yeah. Especially when they don't sleep. Yes. So what was so if you had to sort
1: of like the, the 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 big the biggest differences between being at home with the support and being here, what is the biggest difference? The biggest thing that makes you go,
0: God, what have we done? Um we we've never said what have we done. That's one thing for sure. But what I've thought maybe It would have been nice, you know, that having that someone at the end of a phone to say, "Can you come over and just take them?" Can or can I just drop them at you for with you for a weekend so we can have some time out, or you Mm. know, just somebody else to talk to, Mm. or face to face. Like I, I miss my, I miss my um, friends. The ones that I've got kids as well, that like, you know, you could just rock up at their house with a bottle of wine and you could probably sit there all night chatting about the woes of the world and you'll feel much better for it being mm. with a hangover the next day. But you know <laughs> Sometimes they're worth it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I miss that. Yeah. That sort of that easy drop in rather than having to plan yeah. everything weeks and months. Because I've had to sort of start afresh here. I've got to make new friends, and they t- it takes years mm. to make friends like that. Mm. I mean, Facetime's great, but when there's nine hours difference, it's quite difficult. Mm. And eleven, of course. At, at oh yeah, half nine or eleven. Year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Okay, okay. So when you're um, when you're sort of thinking about those support those support networks, are you? Is there anything in particular that you're doing in order to help you? build those here a little bit
0: quicker. You've already mentioned the lady down the road who. I think if, if help's offered, don't be too proud to take it. Because mm. I was when we first got here. Everybody's so lovely and kind here. It's mm. not like England. Yeah. You can go in and somebody will talk to you and they're absolutely genuine, whereas I don't think you get that back home. Mm. And I just wish I'd taken up those offers of help. Mm. Because people could see I was struggling. Because I had postnatal depression with Harry as well. Because he just didn't sleep, mm. and I never got a break. Husband had just started a new stressful job. Um, You'd moved across we'd, across just, the world. We'd moved across the world. It was like a bereavement in a way. Mm. We had to say goodbye to friends and family. My mum thought it was the end of the world. Mm. That was a lot of pressure. I mm. felt very guilty. Mm. Um, she felt guilty. I felt guilty. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Husband's what, mother wasn't pleased with me because she already said, Don't you dare take my son away from me. Because it was my idea about this um, is Frank entering. This <laughs> is, yes. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was my idea to move here because I always wanted to move here. Mm. There's a lot of guilt, but definitely if you get offered help, take it. Mm. Don't be proud because people wouldn't offer it if they didn't mean it. Mm.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes sometimes, this is, again, another conversation that I have quite a lot with my clients when people, you know, they say, you know, but I don't want to talk to other people about what's going on for me because they've got their own stuff. Mm. But quite often talking and letting somebody else know what's going on for you Actually, is a really great gift for that other person yeah. because they then get to talk about your problems yeah. for a change yeah. and forget about their own for just two, three hours. Yeah. So sometimes that sort of that sort of really being able to open up and saying, you know, what I've got, I've got, um, I've got some stuff going on. Can, can I talk about it? Is actually a, quite a wonderful thing that you can do yeah. for a friend and to help build that relationship because it really lets them know that you value them as a as a friend. Yeah. So you were saying um as we were having a bit of as we were setting up um and doing a bit of a sound check um you were telling me about a friend an experience that you had with a friend in the UK recently. Would you like
0: to tell me a bit more about Yeah. About that? Uh, my my friend has just passed away after a, well, I don't think it was a long winded battle with um cancer but it was under a year from diagnosis that she died and we've lived with her through it. Mm. It was quite tough not being able to go and see her Mm. in person. Mm. Um, And also because I'm here, she spoke to me about stuff that she didn't want other people to know. I think because of the distance she knew that, she was safe to talk to me like that or whether, I don't know whether she just thought I was that kind of friend that she could off. Well, I am that sort of friend that she couldn't offload to me Mm. because it was tough. It Mm. was horrible. Mm. And how did that, how did that work
1: with what you were going through yourself?
0: That was tough for me because normally I would have spoken to her about how I was feeling, you know, with my depression or whatever it was Mm. at the time and couldn't, because I was taking on her. Mm. problems, mm. which is fine by me because mm. cancer is far worse than what I'm going through, mm. terminal cancer. So, mm. yeah.
1: Do you think it's possible, though, that she may have thought that if you'd have shared with her? Taken
0: the yeah. – yeah. Yeah, would have been.
1: Do you think but, she might have thought – because you were friends for a long time, do you think she might have thought – what SJ is going through is so much more than I'm going through because
0: SJ is going to have to put up with this for a lot longer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, she would have. She would have been really supportive. Um, I don't know. It's no, it was just <laughs> tough one. Yeah. Tough one. Yeah, it's
1: always very hard when we're long distances and far away from friends and family when they're going through. Yeah,
0: those sorts of times. That's for sure. Horrible. It was just very sad. Such a cruel disease. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Silly dog. So I am. Um, <laughs> um, I have been.
1: Uh, I have been adopted by Frank. Yeah. Yeah, by Frank. Um, he clearly knows that I'm also a Frank. Um and he's basically completely no, enjoying you me. Stay there, stay there. Scruffling, uh, scruffling the scruff of the neck and um actually saying, please give me more <laughs> <laughs> So if you hear a scratching sound, that's what you can hear. Um so just um just just tell me how, how, how is your how is your illness and your ups and downs recently until you got your diagnosis and got these good drugs that you've got. Um how how how, how have the how have your boys taken it? I have your kid's taken it. Got a boy and a girl. Boy and a girl.
0: Um, yeah. I think they've bought, they've, one day I remember they're in the back of the car and I got asked by Harry, the youngest one, why are you so unhappy? I thought, oh. You know, at this point he wasn't even four and I saw, God, I know I'm a really shit mum. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, they've they've taken a lot because I've been horrible, mm. horrible to be with mm. around. So, are they understanding
1: what's going on now?
0: I don't. Th- I think they're too young. Okay. I think they're too young. Even
1: your eldest is is too young, not able to.
0: Um. I just think I I told them I'm just not very not very happy at the moment, and I'm trying to sort it out. Yeah. Do they try to cheer you up? Um, I, th- I guess so. They're just just—they're just lovely, the pair of them. They're just, I mean, Harry will make me a heart out of Play Doh and say, I've made your heart because I love you. And Poppy's always writing, making cards up saying, we love you, mummy and daddy, and things like that. So they're, they're you know, they're mm. so sweet.
1: Mm. Mm. Yeah.
0: Put up with a lot. They put up with a lot. Mm. But you're you're on the you're on the mend. I'm, now. A, I'm definitely on the up now. You're definitely on yeah. the up now. I mean, I was dreading, absolutely dreading these school holidays because that was what it was like. That was the last time that sort of set me over the edge, pushed me over the edge. Yeah. And I actually enjoyed this one. Okay. Spending time with them. What did you get up to? Oh, we'd go to the movies. We'd go to the botanical gardens. Um, out on bike rides, we take the dogs out. Because they're not allowed to whinge. The kids. Yeah. The dogs. <laughs> the dogs <are> whinge. <laughs> the, the um the kids. Yeah. Not allowed to whinge if we're going on a long walk or a long bike ride. But you yeah, know I actually yeah. quite enjoyed it. So yeah. it was two weeks of fun. Yeah. yeah. Which I thought it should be. Because mm. I that's what I struggled with. I wasn't enjoying my my children. And that was a playing on my mind. Mm. Because that yeah, that was a big thing to me.
1: Yeah, because you wanted to, you want to be a good mum. Yeah, and you've had thoughts and feelings that have said you're not a good mum. Yeah, yeah. But knowing what you know now, were you doing the best that you could?
0: do? Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. With what I was dealing with, yeah, I think I was.
1: Yeah, because I haven't heard anything where you've sort of, you know, taken any of this out on the kids. It's no. all been you've. Sort of being pretty hard on yourself.
0: Yeah, I'd say that. Yeah, because it's my problem. It's not yeah. their fault. Yeah, yeah. And how's your relationship with your with your with your partner now? Now, now he's got his head round it because I've got because he would actually say to, he struggled. He'd say to me, "Oh, pull yourself together. You just need to give yourself a shake." And I'm like, "No, it's not. It's more than that. Mm. It's not." I think me and plant pots just smashed this the wind.
1: It's very windy.
0: Um, I think he just thought, oh, you just need to get over it. You just get over it. And then when I came back from a psychiatrist with a diagnosis, not that it makes any difference, he's got his head round it. Yeah. And he's, he's much more, okay, I can deal with this. Does, does he work in a very analytical type of job? He's the most analytical person
1: going. Yeah, so perhaps, um, you know, having... Title: Bipolar Two. Yeah, he's able to put bipolar two into some form of search and yeah. read. Yeah, and find out
0: and yeah, do, uh, do some homework. Yeah, and the fact that I'm trying to make myself better, mm. I'm not doing this for set for. He actually turned around at one point and said, "You oh you're just um, attention seeking." I thought you asshole. You're being a selfish prick now. Mm-hmm. Um at that point that was when it was really bad but no he's he's mm. great now. He's 100% behind me. You know, <laughs> sitting dogs upside down. <laughs> I'll, um, I'll don't actually, stay there. I'll actually post I'll actually post a photograph stay. of
1: of the dog. Um road oh, stay there. Um on, Good the, boy. On, Good the, boy. on the on the blog on the blog post as well <laughs> for this one because He's uh, he's he's having quite. He's uh, Frank's also enjoying this podcast process. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Frank's famous. Frank's been in a Listerine advert in Australia as well.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Where he was filmed dressed as a shark.
1: Right. In
0: singing? A, Did you just no? Singing? He didn't sing in that one. He just he had to swim in, in a pool.
1: Oh, okay. Well, maybe we can. You can send me a link, and I'll put it in the, in, in the bio. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's very suky. How old is he? Eight. He's eight. And how old's Frodo? He's two. Okay, yeah. Yeah.
0: Future, future therapy dogs. Yeah, future th- What made you decide to turn your dogs into therapy dogs? i take them to school with me for pick-up.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, I'd, well, because they go everywhere with me, and they will be climbed on, poked, prodded tails pulled, you name it, and mm. they don't bat an eyelid.
1: Yeah.
0: And I feel if you've got an animal around, you're a much calmer person.
1: Mm. Have they helped you?
0: Um, they certainly know when I'm at a low point. They don't leave me alone.
1: Really?
0: Yeah. 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 I can remember when I was at that point where I, did, I was contemplating what am I going to do, you know, they did not leave me. Did not leave me. Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they've been really quite. They've been very good for you.
0: Yeah. I mean, I love. I love animals anyway. So, mm-hmm. that's my. I suppose they my escapism. Is just. I love the animals. That's why I do the job I do. Mm-hmm. I'd much rather be around animals than people. <laughs> <laughs> You can stay, Pharaoh, because you're too big. You're probably not the microphone over. Good boy.
1: Yeah, he's not taking his eyes. Now he's woken up, he's not taking his eyes off you. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a very wise face. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, I really would like to thank you for agreeing to talk to me today. It's been absolutely wonderful. But just before we go, I'd like to ask, what does the
0: future look like for you at the moment? Definitely brighter because I now know where I am. Mm. I know that I'm not just a miserable person. I'm definitely more positive about life. I mean, I'm going to finish my course, um, which I want to get it done but I'm determined to get it done whereas before I'd be very negative mm. now I'm determined to do it mm. and we're just you know it's all on the up now They mm. enjoy life more mm. enjoy their school holidays mm. yeah enjoy my kids yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah well thank you so much SJ for 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 talking to me today it's been an absolute pleasure and uh just as always, um, I say this at the end of all my things, it's been it's been a pleasure and I want you to stay well for the future. Thank you. Look after yourself. So I'd like to thank my guest SJ for sharing her secrets today. Thanks to Nick McCorriston, my podcast guy, who's going to take this and make it sound good. And thank you to you, the listener, for listening, subscribing and rating us. If you have secrets that you'd like to share, I'd love to hear from you please send me an email via my website, secretkeepercounseling.com.au. Thank you. Stay well.
0: Thank you for listening to Secrets We Share. If you're interested in sharing some of your secrets, please visit our website at secretkeepercounseling.com.au. Keep an ear out for our next episode soon.